Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media, featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, g'day everyone. Uh, welcome to the Experts Podcast. We're heading back into the classroom and I have Teacher Carmen here. Hello, Teacher Carmen. Oh, good morning, class. Welcome to it. <laughs> Put that away, Carmen. Johnny. What a Teacher Carmen. <laughs> I mean, it's like Miss Carmen. Miss Carmen. I'm standing up, Miss Carmen. I'm sitting, standing up straight and tall. Oh, hey, that. as you've worked out, we are back in the classroom and we are reaching out and talking to all authors, to yeah. all those that have written a book. Have you got a book in you, Carmen? Yeah, totally. We all do, surely. I'm not sure if I do. Yes, you do. I probably do, but I'm, I'm a little afraid. I'm not a great reader of books, I've got to say. I mean, from um, I get most of my content through either – well, actually, that's not fair. I do read a few books, but I'm mainly a print uh, newspaper yeah. ma- major master. I read a lot of newspapers around the country. Um, but reading is probably not my thing. My wife's a massive reader. Yeah. I just don't read I love a lot. books personally and I like to learn from people. I love to get insight into people through reading their books or more specifically, I really do love waiting for the audio version yes. of a book. Uh, so I really do love an audio book Are you a well. sort of a, a listener to the mm. book, uh, what, on trips away? Yeah. or even just lying in bed in the middle of the night if I can't sleep, I'll put in an audio book and I've burnt through lots of content that way. Does it have to, <laughs> does it have to be actually uh, vocalised by the author? Or prefer can, it. Oh, Definitely really? prefer it. Love an author read audio book uh, because, again, you get that further insight. There are some incredible yeah. business leaders who who will do an aside. They go, now, that was written in 2019. Since then, I can tell you this. <gasps> this hasn't happened. I love that. You get that added value for the audio book. So that's that, one way well, to sell your book. <laughs> that's, that is <laughs> one. And I think if, if everyone's listening now, they've worked out that we're, we're talking to all the future authors yeah. and current authors out there today because it is quite a challenge to get that out there. Yeah. Into the media. And I, I, I was talking to you off air before comes was around the, you know, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey used to have the oh. book club. She knows how to sell people's books. Oh, my. Right? You get on there. That was a ticket to stardom. Correct. And best, mega sales. Best sellers. Yeah. Um, you would then have a look at, I remember Kerry Ann Kenley back in the day on the midday show used yeah. to always have a feature writer. And, and it was books that they were obviously, they loved and they were pa- they were quite passionate about and mm. wanted to tell the rest of the world. But these days, books are very, they're not that easy to get in. Just because you've written a book doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get media. And this is probably where the difficulty lies. And I'd love to have a conversation around self-publishing. Yep. And when you're actually picked up versus when you're picked up by a publisher. You know, so let's define that quickly. Yeah. So a self-published is you taking it to a printer that is going to publish the book, but you pay for it to be done. Yeah. Whereas the publisher likes your idea and concept, may pay you a few royalties to go with it, maybe even an advance, Mm. and then sort of test the waters to see how how much it sells. And it's quite likely. Now, I will say this with the proviso, content is king. If the content is freaking awesome, chances are it's going to get picked up. But the media are all about credibility, trustworthiness, and if you've got a big publishing house associated with your book, that is always going to help you. Yeah. You know, and they are going to have a PR team who's probably going to help you as well. 
Can I preface this whole conversation? I had a chat with uh, an executive producer from the Today Show in the very early days of Meet the Media, and mm. he said that it was amazing how many books were dropped off and delivered mm. to the Today Show. He said that they had three bins. Mm. Now, the three bins were... One for the self-published. Straight in? Straight in. Yeah, sorry, guys. Which, sorry, guys, that's not great news for you. Then there was one for the publisher, and that wasn't immediately thrown in, but it was probably about 10 minutes later. Because the publisher themselves... Punched out a whole heap of books, sent yeah, them around. Had a um, bad reputation for just over... Oh, it just, it just didn't fit with the – they hadn't done their homework. Yeah. It was just a general release of the book, and you could tell that that was what was done. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, the, the last bin, which was actually – we might use this if it does pop up. And they're very rarely these bins actually uh, were populated with books, was that it could have been one around health, education. They, they were very popular. Um, but – it had to be from someone who was reputably known yes. or had a – it wasn't necessarily their first book. And that's what's really important here, right? Just because you can write a book doesn't necessarily mean you're good talent for media. You may be an expert, but experts yep. aren't experts. We are very – I've said this a few times on this podcast. Yep. We are very wary of a person who's going to come on, particularly broadcast media, and ruin the show. Yes. Like it's a really big deal, guys. Like we care about ratings an awful lot. I don't know if you've noticed. Well, and you if do. You, if but you switch off my audience, I'm going to take it quite personally. And because they've also got to fit with the presenters, obviously, not mm. just uh, your audience, but you, with you guys. And mm. you've got to have a bit of fun with it or at least them knowing about it. But I, I always found that amazing with the books because I, I think that if you go through the whole process of writing a book, it, it's an incredible discipline. Mm. You know, and I, I, I really do admire people that have that oh, uh, ability to do that. Huge. And not just one book. So I, I think of Michael McQueen, who will get on the show uh, you know, at some point this year, written numerous books, new, and I'm talking in that sort of dozens plus books, all high quality. Very good. And yeah. he rolls them out so beautifully, but he's got a reputation for, for doing that. And he can actually get uh, media, not because he's written a book, but because what's in the book. Yeah. And you talked about that before, Carms, around the content. The content's got to be good, absolutely. But, you know, once he's written one or two, he's starting to – he's got that reputation. He knows what he's doing. He's up and about. And he's getting the speaking gigs that go with it. So oh these my. are all things that that contribute. And if you talk to anybody who will educate you on how to be a thought leader or a person who's an expert out there yep. and known for something, you're not necessarily earning all your money by being an author or all your money by being a speaker anymore. You're doing a suite of things yep. that include those things and they also get you media appearances. And. Having a book, and I, I've spoken to many organisations that, uh, well, many organisations that actually encourage you to put a book out there, is that they're not there to make money for you. They're actually your best business card that you can carry around mm-hmm. because if you can get someone just to spend some time looking at that, consuming it, and getting getting your your thoughts and your views into their your mindset, into the mindset of the reader, then. You'll, that is the most powerful thing that you'll end up doing. Yeah, much like a podcast is pretty powerful. I've yeah. definitely changed my mind about people I've found, say, on Instagram or LinkedIn by going a little deeper, listening to their podcast and going, this person is not what I thought they were. Yeah. You know, and you will have a better opinion of that person based on that extra time you spent with them. So there's huge value in the book itself. But I will say, if you want to sell your book through the media, the best thing you can do is not sell your book through the media. <laughs> 
I, I 100% agree with you. Now, what, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Can I give you a really good example? <laughs> and I think he's the best one. He's the best case study that many of you listening will know. His name is Dr. Carl Krasnicki. <sighs> and okay, now this is a man who, if you get an opportunity to interview him, on your show, you go, yeah, of course, no-brainer. We're having Dr. Carl on. Because Dr. Carl, love Dr. Carl. Everyone loves him. The phone goes crazy. We want callers. And everyone wants – and you can just ask him, why does the moon look like that? And he'll just go, rrr, 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 and give you all these answers. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's so interesting. You know, and he's entertaining. And he's Dr. Carl. You know, the reason Dr. Carl got into the media, he will tell you in the odd interview, is that he has a real strong passion for making sure we have vaccines available to all people, right? Yeah, yeah. So he wanted to advocate um, on, for vaccines. But he knew if he went into the media and just started banging on, get a jab, get a jab, get a jab, yeah. he wouldn't get any media. No. So instead he became an entertaining person who, based on his role there as the Julius Sumner Miller Fellow, is that he has this position of authority in science, but he's also really good at making it accessible for everybody. Yep. And what happens as a sort of byproduct of that is that he has a book come out every year around about Christmas time. Perfect. And you go, awesome, I'm going to go buy his book now. I, oh, it is, and he never actually says you can get my book from all good bookstores or anything no, like that. He doesn't no. do any of that because you know what? Where Dr. Carl actually does his best work is on the ABC, the public broadcaster, which is not allowed to mention books or selling products or etc. But you know what? I love that about Dr. Carl is that I, <laughs> very experienced broadcaster, he just bashed the microphone with a hip. Yeah, the, <laughs> sorry about that. The best thing about Dr. Carl is that. He, it's it's a moment for you to extend the conversation that you've just been listening to yeah. by picking up his book, yeah. And his book read like he does an interview, so yeah. it's it's it is a great thing. It's He's a really good example. That authenticity, you're right. Through every piece of content you hear or see of his, it's 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 just uniquely Dr. Carl. Yep. So having a and this this is something I didn't think about already, but having a very strong grip on your personal brand yes. and who you are and the value you bring to the equation, I think is so important. Before you go writing that book, before you go putting it out there, it's like, okay, who am I? Yeah. You know, like what's my product here? And understanding that you're it. There's a quite a few things we've got to get through in the process of writing the book and getting it published and getting it uh, publicised. Um, one of the things I wanted to cover off, uh, and it's a piece of advice we give at Media Stable to all budding authors, mm. is don't wait till the book has been published no. to come and start promoting it. Yeah, you'll say, but I haven't got anything for people to buy. I'll say, well, they're not going to well, hear an interview and just go buy your thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to get to know them first. You're like that guy on a date who says, all right, I like you. You like me. Let's go home. No, guys. Wait a hot minute, please. <laughs> yeah, you got to know each other. We got to, you know, you've got to, you've got to do the the groundwork. And the groundwork mm. is is developing and building a brand that you actually want to purchase someone's book. Mm. So, for instance, the case of Dr. Carl, you know, mm. he spent many years, you know, building that brand because we just go, I need to keep reading his book. Um, there's others out there, uh, the Barefoot Investor. Um, yeah, great. There is uh, Bernard Salt. All of these great people that are doing very big things in media, they continue to do that because at the other end, they know that they've got a product that they can sell or mm. people can come and find out more. And that's the big thing that we want. So don't come to a publicist or don't come to a uh, PR company with your book 
Come to them 12 months before it. While you're writing it, start yeah. building a media profile before then because it's a lot easier to get a radio engagement or even a print article with a journalist or a presenter or a producer that knows who you are. Yeah. Or you've done something with them before and then you go, hey, uh, I've got a book coming out in six months' time. I should let you guys have access to it and yeah. you know, get hold of it. I'll, I'll, I'll send it over. Favor. You know, yeah. And so think about another good example then, is, of course, is your chef. Okay, so your chef who's got a cookbook out there, look at the way they do it. It's the personal brand of the chef that has come first. Yep. And then the thing that comes after is, oh, I'm Donna Hay and I'm released a book. Yes. It's not... Here's a cool cookbook and I'm this little known author, Donna Hay. Is there anyone out there that doesn't have a Donna Hay cookbook in their house? <laughs> They're everywhere, right? Even I've got one. Yeah, and so her media strategy has been what? Print, it's been radio. She's very good talent on yep. radio, so she's got a favourite radio show that she'll pop up on quite regularly. That sells her books for her, but she's not there to sell the book. No. She's there just to provide some valuable content on the day. Yeah, and it's just that continuing to give, but the, that development of the brand beforehand and the reputation is so important. So please, number one, if you've got a book in you, again, don't come to a PR or publicist just before. Now, the publicist trail can mm. be a bit expensive. Yeah. And I will say this from the outset because it generally, or generally is a – uh, high profile, very much a lot of work, three-month campaign probably maximum mm. that we, is required to have your book front of mind with every single media that has an audience that is that is relevant to. Yeah. Now, that could be across radio, television, print, uh, magazines, uh, online media. It can be across many things. A good publicist will know where it needs to be. But, again, it can be very costly. Because yeah. you're almost their personal client. Uh, most publicists won't take on more than three or four uh, authors at any one time because there is that much work involved. Yeah, you, you have to understand the personal relationship that's got to happen with each of those media organisations who are going to be running some kind of content to support the book yes. that you come with or to feature you as an author. So there's a huge amount of trust that you are purchasing. So please don't fall for someone who says, yeah, for a thousand bucks I can write you a media release and we'll just send it everywhere and you'll get media. You, you won't. No, you just won't. You, you won't. And, yeah. uh, and it is a very much, uh, you're working with their relationships. So a good publicist has all the great relationships with the editors, uh, producers of the media that you're looking to engage. And that's what you're v really paying for mm. is those relationships, not necessarily the writing. Because I can assure you this one thing, and I know a, a fantastic publicist, if you want to know, I will, I'll, I'll release the name uh, before the end of the show, is that... He will get you to do almost as much writing as that you have done for the book <laughs> in the pieces and the and the articles that will be required to sell that book. Yeah, so you've got to have that availability and that time to, to generate that content as well. So that's super important. And yeah, look, you're right. It, it's that really... You can do it yourself. It is it is relationships, but don't make the mistake of thinking it's just relationships. You are going to need to invest years of your time to get anything near as good as a quality PR for free. I mean, you can do it for free, but it's going to be a really, really big investment in your time. Well, look, at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to this. How much is it worth to you? Yeah. You know, and you really do need good help and support to get the book out there. Yeah. Um, but you've got to you've got to do some de-risking. You've got to do some risk management here because mm. if you, you know, 
you're not going to make a huge amount from the book, but how much investment do you have to put in to at least make it even a minor success or a success at a level that you're comfortable with. Yeah, and success is such an interesting term, isn't it? You've really got to understand why you're doing it and that will be different for many people. You know, you might have a goal to change the way people think about a certain subject matter. You want to go out and do that through speaking and through the book and through your media appearances. So those three things will combine to be overall successful. But if you're just thinking, oh, but the book needs to sell 100,000 copies, that's <laughs> not really, is it? That's not the reason. That's And that, and that is actually someone else's idea of success. Yeah, and you, you know, put- you want a bestseller. Well, why? Because Just because bestseller is what, you know, your, your high school friends will go is, wow, she wrote a bestseller. Like, hang on, that's not a very good reason <laughs> to seek success, is it? That Like a better version of success is you've made an impact. You've made an impact. You've changed someone's life. And while you're on bestsellers, uh, the Amazon bestseller doesn't convince anyone out there, people. It's 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 an algorithm. It's a it's a little trick. Mm -hmm. And if I see next person that puts on Amazon bestseller, I will go absolutely bananas at them because. So so yeah, talk about like how how do people game that to get their. An Amazon bestseller is when, in a particular, when the book's gone out and there's a, a period of time for how many sales that they make. Yeah. And that can be even free sales. That can actually be free purchases. Yeah, good point. So it's not yeah. even necessarily a sale. It might be just people clicking on it to get download a book or download uh, what it is. But it's a period of time and it's also two per sector. So per in, uh, interest area of the book. So if the yes. genre is just in accounting and looking at, um, oh, I don't know, the, the, the numbers of small businesses, etc., then that's the little uh, area that they will be the bestseller of, yes. not necessarily... Overall. Yeah. Not yeah. a Dan Brown, for instance, Da Vinci Code type sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because that is a bestseller. Yeah, and oh. something being a bestseller for the... But, you know, because it's the actual bestseller is a story. So it'll get some exposure, but that's the only way. So you can't necessarily knock on the door of the media and go, hey, I'm at the top of my genre on Amazon. Get me on your show. Unfortunately, there's just not enough human interest in that. So we've got to look for other more creative ways to bring your book into the story. Absolutely. All right, we're running out of time. But look, all you authors out there, we hope we're not putting you off because I think, if anything, it's just a little bit of work, a little bit of homework beforehand Mm. uh, to get that right. Now, another thing with books, uh, one of the best tips I can give you is if you do get a media engagement, take a book with you. Yeah. To give away to the audience. So take one to give to the presenter, but give one to the audience. Yeah. If you're listening now and you half liked anything I said, I've got a copy here in my book and love for you to have it. And the pre- you know this too, as a presenter and the phones start to light up going, oh, I want a free copy. Mm. But guess what? All those that didn't get the free copy, guess what they're doing next? Yeah, Googling it. They're Googling it and looking for a copy of. That and they I can think, buy. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So make sure that you're, you're prepared to give them away. mm because if you give them away and people do start to subscribing how you think and, and how you work, then you're going to do really well. So hear the difference though, give them away in a strategic way where you've already shared some of your story and you've got 
the media or the listener invested in who you are, therefore interested in the book, as opposed to sending out thousands of copies to random shows across the country, they will end up in that big, big bin yes. that Nick mentioned earlier. Yeah, that bin yeah. that's full of full of books that just haven't seen the light of day. And that's not very green either. Well, not real happy with that. No, it's not. But it's it, not it does go to the recycle um, place. <laughs> so, says that. But look, mm. the other the other side of it is making it really quite personable. Yeah. Because again, a lot of these books, you know, it's no use sending a uh, an aged care uh, book to a, a you know a Nova station. Yeah. Because it's just not going to be their audience, is no. it? So you've got to connect first. So it's like, all right, I've been and, and like Nick mentioned earlier, start the work sooner than you think you need to. Like if you're still in the final stages of putting the book together, you're already too late to start building your media relationships and a bit of a strategy around how we're going to tell people who you are and why your expertise matters. Yeah, and the book, the book itself. I think uh, you know we we started this from the, the the beginning of the podcast. Is not the reason you're going to be in media. You know, it's what's in your book. And if you can find that piece, take a snippet of that content, the really hard-hitting snippet of that content, mm. and just put it into something that's relevant today. It might be uh, around an event. It might be around a date. It might be around uh, a, f- a phenomenon that's going on. Mm. And to be able to connect to it and just say, hey, I've written a book on this. This is really interesting. Or if you've heard an interview or seen an article in the paper and going, I've got the other version or the other side of the story to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's my book. Um, Because if you're engaging media, the one thing, and I've heard this many times with you, Carms, on this podcast, is that when someone engages you who's listened to your show, Mm. knows what you're interested in, knows what you're keen about, or has heard an interview, that taps into the ego of the presenter and the journalist, and they will pay more attention and time to it. Yeah, it becomes a two-way conversation then. You know, really all we want is to feel heard all of us, you know, so if you can actually say, I heard that thing you mentioned, have you thought about this side of it? I can expand on that if you want. Leave it up to them. Chances are they do want. We'll have a conversation. Okay, so let's wrap it up very quickly. Books are good business cards. They're very good business cards. You're not necessarily going to make a fortune. You're not going to be able to retire and head off to the Maldives uh, (laughs) anytime soon unless you're that top of the end, Dan Brown, Da Vinci Code type sort of guy. But you need to look at it as a business card and look at it as something there that is going to shape, change and frame the the next client of yours. Yeah, and if you want to use the media to sell your book, the best way to do it is to not sell your book. Think about who you are, with the value you bring as an expert, build your brand, and then, like Nick says, use the book as the business card that people then take away and learn more about you with. You needed to start yesterday in your publication, in your publishing and your publicist work with your book because, again, the easier way to get into media is when you've done a media engagement before the book comes out because mm-hmm. you then have a relationship there with them. And it's like politicians. You know, when you ask politicians, you know, because we, all we ever do when we go to politicians, we ask them to do something, to change something. Mm. You know, it wouldn't hurt just to you know, meet them and say hi and then, and then <laughs> ask them for something. Because they, they naturally think that you're going to be asking them for something. And media is a bit like that because mm. when they get and hear from you, what does this person want? Oh, they're just here to flog books to me. Mm. Uh, nah, bam, you're out. But if you've got a relationship or a connection beforehand, ah, and where, where do we find out more? Where can we get hold of that? Yeah. <sighs> 
very powerful. And it's true. When you do a favour or two for media, they will go over and above to do a favour back for you. Never, ever underestimate if some breakfast show asks you to do something a little bit crazy, a little bit out there, they will flog your book for you. <laughs> and a man called Theo Caligarakis knows that to be true. So, you look, you know, think about that. Good work, Theo. Yeah, Theo would, you know, come in and cook crazy pizzas in our studio and all that sort of thing. So, we would bend over backwards to say, hey. Get yourself in get here. Get this book. Yeah, get yeah. the book, get the book. Well, there you go. There's a little bit of advice around the books and the booksellers. If you've got a book in you, congratulations. And I tell you what, I, I am seriously hats off to you because I, I find that discipline of actually writing oh, a book and sitting down yeah. is just incredible. And that already tells me, and I, I tell you one thing that I know about authors, if they have a book in them or they've just done a book, I know they're the real deal. Regardless mm. of whether it is a bestseller or not, I know they're the real deal because they've gone through the complete discipline of doing it. And I know the time and energy that's required to and do it. And sacrifice. You know, sacrifice. You don't meet many authors who haven't had to say, right, I'm putting this on hold so I can go write the book. Yeah. It, unfortunately, if you've got write a book on your list of goals for this year, 2023, you know, you're going to have to give something else up to make it happen. Looking it, forward to do. Dr. Marnie Lishman's book. She's already announced that she's Brilliant. putting it out there. And yeah. Dr. Marnie Lishman's a great example. She has built yeah. uh, eight, nine years of media engagements. Yeah. And now I'm. I can't wait to get hands on the book. So it's like she didn't just go to the media and go, oh, hang on, do you want to have a chat to me? I've got a book. She's got nine years of experience Mm. and connections with the media to say, hey, got, got something now. And, and you know, the media engagement is more valuable than just that because everything's content, right? So yep. there'll be some conversation you've had in the media that you'll go, oh, I can write about that now. You know, yes. you just be aware, record everything, get transcriptions <laughs> of everything, searchable documents because you will use that content in your book. Do you think we could turn the transcripts of the experts podcast into a book? This or is a- my point, Nick. <laughs> We've we just done do how it. many episodes? We're, def- we're at 58 now, I think. It's getting Eight. close to. Volumes. Volumes and vol- chapters, 58 oh, chapters could, of the experts. I could be an author. I just need to find a good transcriber. Yeah, there's well, a few <laughs> websites that can help you with that, Nick. You'll be right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. And again, uh, to all you authors out there, look forward to it. If you've got a book in you, yeah, let us know because we might be able to help. Um, love to hear about it because um, – Yeah, these practice the- pitch in the DMs, all right? Yes, practice – pitch in the DMs, get them over to us. Well, that's been another episode of The Classroom for the Experts Podcast. Thank you, uh, Teacher Calms. Pleasure to be here, uh, student Miss, Miss Carmen, Miss Carmen, <laughs> I've been very good. All right, we look forward to having you back in the classroom soon and we look forward to your company. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.